Hey everybody, the Sith Podcast is back again. This is our second episode for the 2023-2024 NFL season. We're talking North Divisions this week. We're talking NFC and AFC North. So we predicted win totals. We talked about some changes that happened in these divisions. And we gave out a random fact. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Zift Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one where we will break down the North divisions, the NFC and AFC North. Uh, we will talk about that. Um, we'll talk about some, probably some updates in the NFL and a random fact. But before I do anything else, I'm going to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? I am doing pretty good. Uh, uh, week two of the podcast, um, writing down NFC North, AFC North predictions getting excited football's getting here pretty close already getting a couple days pre a preemptive strike on the scheduling ahead of time so i've got nice. two games circled already that i'm slowly instituting into date requested days off so i've got a brilliant plan hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this podcast odds are he doesn't because he's not a football <laughs> fan so you know the gig might be up sifters but we'll find out uh, I am the mayor. You can follow me at 49gators at Twitter. Hit me up if you want me to talk about something or break down your team, possibly on the podcast, my two cents of the situation. Um, every every podcaster and every sports person out of has their own opinion. This is only mine. Um, so now my question to you, Sifters, is the competence level in between the mayor and the professor where we've had a season and a half long issue that was resolved in 30 seconds that we could have fixed last time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people be uh, like when you're listening to the show, uh, if you're listening, you, you were looking for us on the sift feed. You couldn't find us for a while. Um, that's because we were having technical difficulties. We're over on the mayor's feed, uh, but we're back on the sift podcast. And it seems like we can, be pretty confident that going forward we can just do this uh, on the sift feed so everything should be fixed now as far as that goes uh, we were still putting out a lot of content so uh, if you're looking for anything you can go to sourdough sam uh, on spotify and you will find all of the stuff that you missed if you were looking for it on this sift feed uh, but yeah so everything is uh it seems to be working so uh, i do have a random fact but before I get to that, I do want to say that if you're looking for the mayor on Twitter and you can't find the Twitter app, it may just be an X now. Yeah, um, and them X's, you got to watch out for them. <laughs> just one X. Just one X. That's all you're looking for. All right. Uh, random fact. There are only two fears. This is what biologists say. There are only two fears that are natural to humans, probably most mammals, but mostly to humans falling from a great height and loud sounds. Those are the two natural fears, fear of say spiders or any other thing uh, is uh, something that you learn. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, cockroaches has got to be the third one, right? 
I, I don't know anybody that likes cockroaches, but the uh, funny thing is that we just got kittens last year, and both of our cats love to go after roaches, which is, like, I've had cats all my life, and they've never liked going after roaches, and these two cats love going after roaches, so if we ever see a roach in the garage, we just bring the cat out there, and they get them. Yeah, we, um, my elder cat has not done anything of the liking ever and this uh new kitten that we have harley she um she hunts anything that she wants to even that piece of paper that is sitting on the ground (laughs) well maybe this is like a new generation of cats because like i said i've never seen it before until these two uh anyway i agree with you uh most people including myself not a big fan of roaches uh, and I'm not sure where, where I learned that uh, feels natural to me. All right, um, let's dive right into it. The Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so with the NFC North, they play the two divisions, AFC West and NFC South this year. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, Dalvin Cook is gone. Adam Thielen is gone. Uh, they added TJ Hawkinson last year. Um, they drafted a rookie who got a little bit uh, into a little bit of trouble for driving too fast. This happens a lot. Um, but I think they're going to be fine. Their offense is probably going to be good. Uh, I don't know if they did enough to address the defense this year. Um, and we know that Kirk Cousins, well, I, at least I'll speak for myself. Uh, I can't wait to bet against him if they make the playoffs. Um and I don't think this team actually makes the playoffs this year. I don't like what they did. I think they did some things different on the offense, which is great. But I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And they won. I think they were like, what were they, like 10-0 and 0 or something in one-score games, which sounds good. You could argue that's good. You want to win one-score games. But that kind of just means you won a lot of games that could go either way. I have them going 8-9. and nine. Last year they went thirteen and four. What are you, what are your predictions for the Minnesota Vikings this year? You, you know there might be a new king of the north, but uh, the weather isn't a factor in Minnesota because they play indoors. Um, you know they've got a lot of perennial playoff teams on their schedule this year. Yeah. Um, you know they've got Philadelphia, the Chargers, Kansas City, San Francisco, uh, Denver, who is definitely going to be improved from um, the previous year, Cincinnati. Uh, and Detroit, who is going to, you know, Detroit twice, who's going to be a pretty good team this year as well. Um, I have them going eight. Sorry, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. You were, I think, going to say that the Vikings, you have them going eight and nine as well. So just continue from there. Yeah, I do have the Vikings going eight, nine. Uh, like we said, there's a couple very difficult teams, uh, players on their team. And I think Kirk Cousins has been the big winner as of recent. They always talk about him. He's got to take that home. His bulletin board material laughs at the end of the day. All these people that are naysayers uh, takes the team to win a Super Bowl. But Kirk Cousins is not the reason the Vikings have not made it to the promised land. In my opinion, he has been very good for that team. Um, but yeah, eight, nine, I guess we agree on this one. What do you think Las Vegas says for their win total? Uh, looking at their schedule, I would say nine and a half. It's actually eight and a half. So I feel like we both kind of nailed this one. Um, and like you said, they're at Cincinnati. They're at, they have to play San Francisco. They're at Philly. Um, you know, in addition to, I think their division is going to be improved. I think the easy 
the easy talking point with the NFC North is Aaron Rodgers is gone. So, you know, they're the Green Bay's dethroned and automatically somebody else is going to be winning the next decade or two. But uh, the reality is, like, I think that the Bears are better. I think Detroit is better. Green Bay might be not great, but but I think those other teams are actually better. So, um, and if you don't win, I think they were 10 and no or 11 1 or something like that in one score games. You know, you don't win all of those games. Uh, you, you win half of them instead. You go from 13 to 4 to 8 and 9. So, I think that's where we both are landing on this team. Anything else on the Vikings before we move on? Uh, no, I, I think that's it for the Vikings. Um, I don't foresee them being a playoff team. I don't have them as a playoff team either. So uh, let's move on. Detroit. So um, Detroit, DeAndre Swift is gone. They drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round. They have David Montgomery as a running back. Um, they, they probably improved slightly on offense and, and um, they made some moves on defense. So we'll see how that, that all works out. Um, I don't know that that's going to be radically different. Um, they do have a pretty tough schedule. They open uh, at KC. So uh, I don't know how many people expect them to win that game in KC, but um, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of wins on their schedule better than last year so i have them actually at the same exact record as last year i have them going nine and eight which is what they were last year yeah you know i mean i I think the motor city is in the driver's seat to um get to the top of the division there you know it's i think it's their division to lose as much as weird as it is and looking up and down the schedule this the whole division is playing a tough tough division foes across the board so it's you know, the whole division is going to play the same teams, obviously. Um, Dan Campbell is definitely the right guy for uh, the Lions at the current moment this season, next season. I think he's going to be the coach for the foreseeable future, bearing a catastrophic breakdown of the team. Um, so I see him going 9-8 and eight as well, just like last season. Um, and I heard a report today that Dan Campbell wanted to have a live Lion on the sideline for the games this coming season. And everybody in the team signed off on it, including the owner, Roger Goodell, simple veto. Wow. Yeah. So now here's my real question. Wouldn't you want the lion on the other sideline? Or in the locker room? Well, I mean, you want it like you wanted to intimidate your opponents. You know, who's who's going to shit their pants? The guy on the other side of the field or the guy sitting right next to the lion? Yeah, no, just randomly put the lion somewhere and we're on the opposing side, locker room, the door of the locker room, one of the stalls in the locker room, just randomly have the lion there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm totally with you, and I think it's terrible that they can't have a lion, a real lion there. Um, They do have Seattle and Baltimore and Dallas those are three potential playoff teams certainly going to be contending for the playoffs in addition to obviously they they play the uh, AFC West like we mentioned so yeah it's tough they, they just these these teams are going to have a tough time i don't think anybody's going to necessarily break out so uh, 9 and 8 what do you think Vegas has uh, the Detroit Lions at i would say it's probably 8 and a half it's actually nine and a half, so they're slightly more bullish than they are on the Minnesota Vikings, but nine and a half, that's basically where we have them too, so we're, we're doing good so far. 
All right, let's move on. Uh, Green Bay. So Jordan Love obviously takes over as, I guess, only their third quarterback of the last 30 years um, in terms of, like, you know, this is the guy that's starting for us week one, which is pretty crazy because I think about how many other teams have gone through quarter <laughs> through three quarterbacks in 30 years. Um, actually, you know, 30 years is a, just the two quarterbacks, basically Favre and, and Rodgers. And now working on to the fourth decade here in Green Bay, Jordan Love gets to take the, the snaps. Um, they still have you, Matt you, know, the, you know, the only problem with that is uh, teams like. All right. Again, more technical difficulties. It's working better than not at all, but barely. <laughs> but we'll we'll work it out. Uh, we were talking about Green Bay. Um, I had mentioned um, that Jordan Love was, uh, you know, just the third quarterback that the Green Bay Packers have started in the last 30 years. Um, and then you were uh, going to talk more about the Packers. Do you have any uh, thoughts on the Packers? Yeah, to only get two Super Bowl wins with those two quarterbacks in 30 years, that's, yeah. you know, that's an organizational um uh, breakdown from the top to the bottom. Uh, I know there were a lot of big quarterbacks that came through uh, in the past 25 years that really impacted the game, but all those other teams figured out how to get it done multiple times. Uh, Green Bay only did it twice. Shame on them. Um, but no, um, you know, the whole team moved to New Jersey last season, so there's not a lot of telling Green Bay. Um, the whole, t- the whole season pretty much rests on Jordan love and, you know, Matt and Matt LaFleur, you know, his seat's going to heat up really quickly. Um, and none of this is really his fault. This is just a hand he's been dealt. Uh, but I see five and 12 for, uh, the Packers this season. You are, you and I are going to di- differ on this quite significantly. I am bullish on the Packers for really no no other reason than Matt LaFleur, but you're right before we move on to what I have them predicted at. Green Bay went from Green Bay to Jersey Shore, and now, so that's what they they are now. Uh, so this uh, this Packers team is Jordan Love, a bunch of young wide receivers, Christian Watson. They're going to have some talent there. Um, Aaron Jones is still there. Matt LaFleur, more importantly, is still there. Um, he's been a great regular season coach. And like you mentioned before, this team has not got it done in the playoffs going back, you know, 30 years. The the Packers with Favre got there twice, back-to-back seasons, but only won one of them. And then Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. So, um, but again, a regular season, they've actually been very good. So I expect them to actually be very good in this division. So I'm, I'm going out with a bold prediction here. I'm going to say 10 and seven. And I think that's because they can beat, um, you know, they have their outside games are the Rams, the Steelers and the giants. I think they can beat those teams. Um, everybody has to play the, uh, AFC West. So they might lose some of those games, but I think they can win the games in the division still. And I think they're going to, maybe win this division. So uh, that's my, my prediction. Yeah. That's the one we're furthest apart on so far, five game difference and pretty much all the games you just mentioned. I don't see him winning. I think they're taking a giant step backwards this game or this season. 
and it's going to be a little bit of rebound, and they're going to bring in a couple veterans, you know, sooner than later to kind of maybe get this team to to a good uh, a good thing before you know before the wheels fall off. Now, here's the thing: I don't necessarily have them winning all of these games, but before the week six bye, Chicago, Atlanta, New Orleans, Detroit, Las Vegas. Now, I've we've already said we both agree Detroit is going to be a good team contending for the, the division and probably improved over last year even, but Chicago, maybe, maybe one step up. We'll talk about them in a second. Atlanta, maybe one step up, but new Orleans, I'm not sure they're going to be that much better. Um, and same thing with Las Vegas. I don't expect them to be necessarily that much better. So uh, those first five games, if they can win three or four of those, uh, I think they're on their way. Yeah, I do see how you get there. I just don't have them winning those first three or four games. Um, I've got them. I'm. I've got them only beating Atlanta and Las Vegas through uh, the first six. Okay. Uh, all right. So, what do you think Vegas has them at? Uh, you know, a lot of Packer fans. They know they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I would say nine and a half. Yeah. See, that's where uh, I, I guess I've fallen into that trap. Packers fans, uh, because Vegas has them at seven and a half. Wow. So yeah, I'm a little closer to that number than you are. For sure. Uh, last year they were eight and nine, so seven and a half. You know, lose Aaron Rodgers and some of your other skill players that go to the Jets, and then um, you, 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 that's where you get the seven and five number. Anything else on the Packers before we move on? Uh, you should bet on the Packers in the over. I think I will. Uh, all right, I've got Chicago next, and this is the last division in the North. Um, they added some some players to help uh, Justin Fields. You know, they have to decide whether he's the future or not. He's got a lot of talent, but, you know, in terms of passing, he hasn't got it done. So they added DJ Moore. They have Chase Claypool. They do have a lot of weapons, actually, that are good players um, in the Chicago uh, offense. But I don't see them taking that big of a step forward. Maybe they'll take a, a small step forward, but last year they were three and fourteen. I've got them going six and eleven. Wow, six and eleven—that's uh, pretty generous. Um, you almost took every word out of my mouth that I was going to use to describe the Bears for this pre- for this upcoming season. Um, you, you know, it all comes down to if Justin Fields is going to be able to take that step up and you know be the um, you know and be the leader of this team. Um, I, they've got a tough schedule. Um, I don't think they're going to be bad, but seven and 10 is going to be the record. And that's probably not going to be good enough to do anything. So I should mention their outside games are at Washington, which I think both of us don't think are going to be too good, uh, at Cleveland and then versus Arizona and Arizona might be a complete mess, but then again, I kind of thought that about Seattle last year, and they surprised us. So anything can happen. Um, but those are not three super difficult games. Um, and I do think they're going to be better. It would be hard to be worse than 3-14. and 14. So I, I have them slightly uh, better. But what do you think Las Vegas has them at? So just to try to finish up on on the Bears, what do you think about Las Vegas and their uh, win totals uh, in Las Vegas? I would say eight and a half. So Vegas actually has them at seven and a half. So not quite not quite that high, but 
Um, I think Vegas is a little more bullish on this team. It doesn't look like Vegas is predicting playoffs for the Bears this year, but a step forward, I think, uh, probably a significant step forward. Um, if they get to seven wins or eight wins, that would be a miraculous turnaround from last year. So All right. just re- really quick, let's double back to what you picked Green Bay for the season and what their Vegas over-under total was. Yeah, sorry. So, actually, let's go over all of them. Let's start with the Bears. So, I said they were 6-11 and 11, uh, this year, and Vegas has them at 7.5. I said the Packers would go 10-7. and seven. Vegas has them at 7.5. And, and then, to recap, Detroit and Minnesota. Detroit, I had an 8, just like they were last year. And Vegas has them at 9.5. And, and then, uh, for Minnesota, I had... Uh, them at eight and nine, and Vegas has them at eight and a half. Yeah, and very quickly, um, I picked Detroit. The way it came down, Detroit's going to win the division at nine and eight. Uh, Minnesota is going to be eight nine. Chicago seven and ten, and Green Bay five and twelve. Um, you know they used to call this team the Black and Blue Division, and they're going to get beat up by a lot of football teams this year. But they're going to win their fair share, and we're going to see uh, Detroit hosting a playoff game at, uh, in December. Or January. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I've got Green Bay. You've got Detroit. We'll see what happens there. Um, Let's take a quick break just uh, momentarily and come back and talk AFC North right after this. All right, the AFC North plays the AFC South and the NFC West this year. So um, we're going to talk briefly about each team and then go over what we think they're going to do in terms of their record and what they did last year and what Vegas has the map. So I'm going to start with Cleveland. Um, They did add Elijah Moore, who, who when he was with the Jets and healthy, he actually was a legitimate wide receiver too, maybe even a, 1A. Um, so they've got Amari Cooper. They've got Elijah Moore. Um, they're going to be good at running the ball. Deshaun Watson's shaking off some rust. I am going to make another bold prediction. I actually had this team making the playoffs last year, and I was wrong about that. They were terrible last year pretty much for the most part. Uh, but I have them going 11-6. and six. I have them rebounding big time, going 11-6, and six and probably in the playoffs. So maybe our hips our SIFT historians can hit us up on this one. Hit me up on Twitter at 49 Gators. Um, I I think you and I always have a huge disagreement with the Cleveland Browns. Maybe. Um, I I think um, the Browns are going to realize what evidently everyone in the NFL and you fail to realize is they're going to have buyer's remorse. Um, I don't think Deshaun Watson is the guy for this job. And they owe him a lot of money, so they are handcuffed to him for the foreseeable future. Um, I, I don't see them doing very good this season, 5-12. and 12. Wow. We are way different on that. Um, so the way I have them getting to 11-6 and six is by beating up on their division. We're going to talk about Cincinnati in just a second, but there's a possibility Joe Burrow's not there for week one. I think that they're expecting him to be. We'll get into that in a second, but um, I have them getting some wins early. 
beating Cincinnati and then beating Pittsburgh and beating Tennessee, winning their first three. Uh, lost to Baltimore and San Francisco, but then they've got Indy um, and Arizona up in the next couple of games. So I, I think that they can do that. Um, but yeah, like, uh, what do you think? Uh, so you've got them at, what do you say? Seven five and 12, five and 12. So last year they were seven and 10. Um, and what do you think Las Vegas has them at? Uh, I would say seven and a half. It's actually nine and a half. So, uh, they're closer to me in Vegas than they are to you. But, um, but I have them significantly higher, I would say than, uh, than Vegas does. Uh, yeah, you should take that bet as well. I don't think I'm going to take that. <laughs> that one I'm not going to take, but, uh, but we'll see. Uh, nine and a half is actually, I think a good number for them. I think they could be around nine to 10 wins and I've got them 11 and six. Uh, anything else on the Cleveland Browns before we move on? No, we can flush them on down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Cincinnati, I just mentioned Joe Burrow calf strain, non-contact injury in training camp. Um, he, is out expected to be out several weeks. The time frame is murky. Wait and see how he feels. I think he's probably going to miss all of the preseason, which uh, that's fake football, and I don't know that he needs it. But uh, it's tough when you miss all of the preseason. I think just just in general, like it, you're just not healthy enough to play, especially at that position where you really need to get comfortable with your receivers and and other stuff. Um, so I think there's a chance he's not even ready week one, but I, like I said, I think they're expecting him to be there. Um, I think I predicted Cincinnati to kind of struggle last year. They actually were 12 and four last year. So I was wrong on them last year, but I think it's going to be a better division overall. I already said, I think Cleveland's going to be way better. Um, I think this Cincinnati team might be destined for a 500 season. Um, I've got them going eight and nine. Yeah, that's a um, that's a fascinating, fascinating take. I kind of agree with you. You know, they didn't really have a Super Bowl hangover last year. Nope. Uh, they didn't get back to the dance, but five playoffs wins in the past two seasons. You know, that has a lot to do with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase combined 22 touchdowns. Uh, Joe Burrow's thrown 66 touchdowns and like 8,000 yards with Jamar Chase as a starter playing um, in 29 games. Uh, they win a lot when they're on the field together, uh, but there's a lot of playoff teams on their schedule this season. And I see um, a I'm making a bold prediction here. They're going to be nine, seven and one, and they're going to tie the Jaguars on Monday night football game on one of the most epic games we have ever seen. So that'll be week 13. Yeah, they're at Jacksonville that week. They have Buffalo on the schedule. They've got KC at KC in week 17. Um, they play Minnesota, who I think will be a good offensive team. I don't know that Cincinnati improved tremendously. I know they got a little bit of help on the offensive line. Um, but I don't know that they've made a whole bunch of, of changes. And that secondary, I think, is vulnerable. I think they're kind of like Minnesota, where uh, they're going to kind of have to outscore teams, but they might be able to do that. What do you think Las Vegas has them at? Uh, I would say Las Vegas has them at 10 wins. 11 and 5. I'm sorry, 11.5. 11.5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So as we were talking about the Bengals, my young kitten came and jumped on my lap. I think I figured out who her favorite team is, and she does not agree with um, with my take of nine, seven, and one. That may be a sign. You're right. That may be a but, sign. But you know, I I got a feeling she would probably root for the Jaguars if she was not voting for or rooting for the Bengals. That's true. It's hard to tell. Cats are very uh, independent creatures, so they have their own minds. Uh, they're not just gonna stick with a cat because it's a cat, or necessarily gonna side with one cat over the other. They're uh, you know, they're fickle creatures. You will never find them in the dog pound, though. That's absolutely true. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh, the biggest question here is uh, Kenny Pickett. Is he going to take a big leap forward? They struggled really early in the season last year. I think they lost their first four. Uh, I think they were like one and one and five at one point. Um, yeah, but they picked it up at the the end of the year and Mike Tomlin never finishes below 500. They ended up nine and eight last year. Um, again, this isn't a team that made a bunch of changes. I think they like what they have. They're just developing their quarterback and their defense is going to be good. It's always going to be tough to play there. I think in Pittsburgh, as long as Mike Tomlin is the coach. So, um, I've got them going nine and eight again because I don't see them making a huge leap forward. They, you know, I think they've got some tough games. We we talked about the NFC West having a couple of good teams and then the AFC South having a couple of good teams. So um, their outside games are against New England, Green Bay, and Las Vegas in Las Vegas. You, I have them at nine and eight. What do you got them? Yeah, you know, um, I like your like your thinking, you know, like you said, Mike Tomlin is, you know, him and Jam Hardball are pretty much very similar in terms of, you know, they try to play great fundamental football, you know, great special teams, great defense. And this developing offense they have with Pickett and Pickens, uh, these two are probably only going to help get better together um, as the years go on. Um, they've got the 25th toughest schedule in the league this year, so pretty favorable schedule. Um, I, I don't want to say they're going to overachieve, but I think they're going to end up winning a lot of games. Uh, 10 and seven is where I have them for this year. All right. So you like them a little bit better than I do. What do you think Las Vegas likes them at? Uh, looking up and down that schedule, nine and a half seems like a Vegas pick for all day. Eight and a half, uh, was the last one I saw in Vegas. So not as excited about the Steelers team as we are. Or maybe that's the point. Yeah, maybe they're just um, they're just the drawing. Because us I in. seem awfully bullish for a team that I don't root for whatsoever to go two wins over what Vegas picks them. Yeah, for sure. So, any other thoughts on the Steelers? Uh, no, I not at this moment. Okay, uh, the last team we have to talk about, uh, AFC North. Probably what I am going to pick as the AFC North champions this year, Baltimore Ravens. They have a pretty great uh, some changes. The offensive coordinator is now uh, Tuck Munkin, and he uh, famously from the University of Georgia transformed that offense. Um, also has has transformed offenses across the league um, in. You know, he was with the Browns when uh, when Odell Beckham had a great had that great season with them. Um, 
I think they're going to change to a more pass-heavy offense. They're going to ask Lamar Jackson to pass more than run. Um, they ha- they drafted Zay Flowers, who may be the best wide receiver in the draft, or maybe the second best. Um, they did get o- Odell Beckham Jr. They do have Rashad Bateman. They do have Mark Andrews. So uh, their new offense, we'll see. It may take a little while to gel uh, and for everybody to settle in, but I think they're going to be 11-6. and six. They were 10-7 and seven last year, and they didn't have Lamar Jackson for, I think, five games or maybe six. So um, I think they can do at least one game better than last year, and I got them at 11-6. and 11-6, and six, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you know, like I just said, John Harbaugh, you know, he – he does everything right and, you know, makes minimal mistakes and plays that fundamental football. And that offense is loaded. Um, you're absolutely right. This is going to – I think this is going to be a different offense this year. Um, I do see a couple of difficult games on their schedule, uh, but I see 10-7 and seven coming up in their future, and I think that will be enough to, like you said, probably give them the division win. I picked Steelers at 10-7 and seven too. I'm not going to try to debate who the tiebreaker is. We'll just go with the Ravens. Okay. Um, Their outside games are Detroit. Uh, They get them in Baltimore. They have the Chargers in. um, This is a funny thing, a funny kind of coincidental thing, I'm sure, uh, in their schedule. But they're at the Los Angeles Chargers. They have a bye, and then they play the Rams back in Baltimore. Uh, It just seems like it would have been more convenient to stay there in L.A. for a few weeks. But I don't know if you want your team to stay in L.A. for a few weeks. Maybe that's that's not um, a great idea. I mean, it's got to be better than Baltimore, D.C. area, right? Yeah, I guess you you got a point there. But I'm just saying, like, they could have stayed in L.A. uh, through their bye and then played the Rams back in SoFi Stadium um, like they're at the Chargers. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, They're at the the Chargers in Week 12, and then they're uh, versus Miami. I mentioned that when we talked about Miami. In the previous pod, this is a rematch of that game last year where Miami came storming back in the fourth quarter. So we will see what happens with that. What do you think Las Vegas has the Ravens' projected win total to be? I would say 10.5. You're absolutely right. Nailed it. So um, they they like them as a double-digit win team. And probably, you know, it's going to be them or... I mean, you know, if if you're just looking at Vegas, Vegas is very bullish on Cincinnati, so it may come down to Cincinnati and and uh, and Baltimore. I now I don't know if there's a way we could compute this, but do you think Justin Tucker is worth that extra half a win that Vegas gave them? Because there's what at least one or two games a year that. Justin Tucker seems to be coming in the clutch and win their game for them because the Ravens just play that type of football. Do you think him being on that football team changes that over under win at all? I do. Um, I just watched just coincidentally, I just watched a clip of him uh, kicking an absolutely massively clutch playoff field goal um, to send the, the Baltimore Ravens to the Super Bowl. Um, in a game, you know, that you like to forget that Super Bowl, but uh, they went to the Super Bowl and I didn't realize Justin Tucker has been kicking for the Ravens that long. So that was over 10 years ago. Yeah, he um, they haven't let him go and he hasn't had a desire to leave. 
So, you know, I'm, I don't know what they're paying him, but he could probably ask for more and get it. I agree with you. I think he's, he's, he's worth a half a point. That's amazing. It's amazing that a kicker could do that, but I know that, you know, Adam Vinatieri and his, his day, a day was probably worth a half a point or more. So, yeah. all right. Um, Let's just go briefly over what we just did, which is the AFC North uh, win totals. I have Baltimore at 11 and 6, Pittsburgh at 9 and 8. I have the Bengals flopping at 8 and 9, and Cleveland resurgent at 11 and 6. Yeah, um, I have Baltimore going 10 and 7, uh, and the Bengals, like I predicted, 9, 7, and 1 with a tie against the Jaguars. Um, the Browns going five and twelve. We got a huge difference there, and I've got the um, Steelers going ten and seven as well. And it'll be a duke out for the uh, top of the division between those two teams. So our biggest gaps are Cleveland and Green Bay. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. Anything else from the North divisions before we go? No. Um, I did want to um and. You know, first of all, on this episode, my apologies to our editor. He um, is going to definitely earn his pay today. Um, I'm glad I was relieved of those duties as we speak. Um, So uh, I forget where I was going with this. Well, what you were going to say was we need to give him a raise. Uh, Yeah, the um, editor definitely deserves a raise. Then, uh, for the mayor and myself, thank you for listening this week, Sifters. Uh, we will do the NFC South and the AFC South next week because um, we're saving the West, uh, West divisions for last. Um, so that will be next week's next week's podcast. Um, you can reach the mayor at 49Gators on X Twitter, or you can reach us on Facebook at anything NFL is powered by the SIF podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> Edit. All right, everybody. You heard, heard it here first on the SIF football podcast. We broke down what we think is going to happen with the North divisions and uh, the mostly what's going to happen with who's going to make the playoffs and also, uh, you know, some changes that happened. I want to reiterate on Facebook, we are at Anything NFL, powered by the Sift Podcast. And the mayor can be found on X slash Twitter at 49Gators. So hit him up there and we will talk to you next week.